Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spin Radio, digital marketing insights from SpinWeb. We're a digital agency on the web, spinweb.net. I'm Michael Reynolds. And I'm Allison Gibbs. And Allison, I am surprising you today. I, I just realized that. <laughs> like, literally 30 seconds ago, as the music was starting, I thought, oh, what's so, our topic? <laughs> so sometimes okay. Allison Perfect. decides to just kind of let me pick the topic because she's nice like that. And so... Uh, I picked our also, topic I was today. working before this. Well, there's that too. Yeah. So there's there's also that. But uh, so today's topic is a lightning round review of the state of social marketing. And uh, obviously, you've probably heard about Facebook, the Facebook. It's which my is, favorite topic yeah. these days. <laughs> Are you enjoying watching Mark Zuckerberg answer questions oh. from our... From our, our uh, lovely representatives, representatives and senators. who don't understand how the internet works? You know, what was, your, what was your favorite moment? It's been very enlightening. Oh my gosh. When Senator Orrin Hatch asked Mark Zuckerberg how he was going to sustain this, sustain his free business model. And just the twitch on Mark Zuckerberg's face as that. Yeah, as I think his exact words out. were, how do you sustain a business when you don't charge your customers? First of all, we are not the customers. <laughs> we are the product. <laughs> Their customers are advertisers. Um. Yeah, but... It, I was talking to Nathan about this beforehand. Like that's the whole reason why they're there. That's the like talking about the whole advertising component. Obviously, was like the data breach and whatnot. But like yeah. the whole reason that the, the data was breached was because of the advertising. Yeah, that, Anywho, was, that was gold. Yeah, it was when it was when his face, Mark Zuckerberg, like the blank stare on his face, and like you could see his eye twitch. And then he said, Senator, we run ads. And then and he smirked. So he good. was he was trying to hold himself together. You could see the smirk. Gosh, it was so good. Uh, it it kind of crept on his face. It was and, my yeah, favorite part. Yeah, but I mean, good. you know. And then the know. part about, uh, so if someone used WhatsApp, could you read the data? And he was like, no, we encrypt everything. We can't see it. No, he, like, he said WhatsApp is fully encrypted. Yeah, That's yeah. basically, that, that was what he was saying. And the the senator just could not. Yeah, he was like, no, no, no. I don't, what if, that's, that's not what is, I'm is there some other way that you could see the data? <laughs> it's just like. Oh it's encrypted. God. But you know what? It it brings to light um, that people, like, we take for granted that we know how all of this works. Mm-hmm. And that we just assume that everybody else knows how all of this works. And that is clearly not the case. So really? clearly not the case. I was telling Nathan earlier that I kind of want to do like a, here's how everything works. Like a quick little five minute breakdown to help everybody understand. The The real question is how many of those um, congressmen and women and senators do you think are still using Netscape Navigator? Oh, I would say 27%. Yeah, easily. (laughs) Based on the questions. Or IE4. Yeah. Or they're going to ask Jeeves. (laughs) Or Yahoo. Yahoo is a a way more respectable than any of those aforementioned items that I... (laughs) I I just find that people that aren't too savvy still use Yahoo sometimes. So uh... This is true. Although, you know what? I was just emailing with somebody, um, with a student actually, who was using a personal Yahoo account. So she said that she's had it forever. That her parents signed oh, up Yahoo for email? it. Yeah, she said that her parents signed her up for it like back when she was like in the you know probably like what you and I have done with our kids to yeah. register their Gmail addresses yeah. so that way they have that when they're old enough. Right. Um. It it was her Yahoo account and she just has never changed it since then. So. Well, I got Eli's own domain name. I've got EliReynolds.com, dot org and dot net for him. I've not done up. that yet. Oh my gosh, this microphone cable is driving me insane. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so when he becomes president someday, he's already got his website. Well, he's on his way. I saw that he was coding. Yeah, he's in coding school. class. His, his first coding class was yesterday. It's really nice. You have his logic things, and 
you basically pick an animal and then you can have these little blocks that say, okay, you can make the animal jump up or jump down or spin around um, or do certain things. And then there's like a loop um, block at the end. When you put the loop on there, it makes it go in a loop. And so you can kind of you know work on logic. So he seems to like it. He made a little project. He he's, made the animal spin. He's not even three yet. Yeah. And look weeks, at him. Yeah. So anyway, so I thought it would be fun today to talk about the state of social marketing because there is every time something like this happens, there's always chatter in the industry about, oh, well, you know, Facebook's dying or the stock price is plummeting, which it is, um, or this is, you know, the new shiny thing or people aren't using Facebook anymore. And, and just like anything that is industry chatter or, you know, the news or media or anything, it's all pretty much hype. I don't think Facebook is going away, but they are, this is kind of in line with a lot of significant changes Facebook is making to its ad platform. And so I think we're kind of at a, a point where a lot of people are reevaluating where they're investing their resources in social media marketing. So uh, I want to pick your brain, Allison, and interview you uh, lightning round here to see uh, what your take is on the state of different social platforms and how to use them going forward and what their, their best applications might be in light of these changes. Obviously, I'll jump in, too, because, you know, I can't help myself. I was going to say, yeah. I hope that you give your two cents as well. <laughs> so let's just let's just start with Facebook. Um, they are the biggest. They are the um, the big player. Uh, they have the highest number of users. What do you see as if you're looking at a social marketing strategy, what types of organizations, types of industries can still benefit from Facebook and how do they use it? So Go. great question. <laughs> You're going to hear, I'm going to sound like a broken record a little bit because this all comes down to just from a high level, speaking about, about social media and any type of promotion in general, it's all about being where your audience wants to be and being there essentially on their terms. So where Facebook is going to be one of, I, I think, still really strong is going to be in the um, older millennial. So basically uh, like, let's just say starting at 30. So early thirties, thirties to early thirties uh, to early thirties um, on up. That's going to be a good audience matchup there. I don't foresee people leaving Facebook. I mean, there are going to, there will be people that leave Facebook, but people are always threatening to leave Facebook. Oh my gosh. Get over. I think at any given time I see like at least once a month, I see someone saying, okay guys, I'm leaving Facebook. If you want to contact me, here's my email address. Been nice knowing you or whatever. And then they're like the next day they're posting again. They're back. (laughs) Yes. Because people can't help it because they FOMO is real. And when all of your friends are on a platform, that's where you want to be. And in fact, there's somebody on my friend list. I hope they're listening to this and I hope they realize it's them. There's somebody on my friend list <laughs> that um, I went to college with girls? a little bit. That's th- Well, she is always talking about how like she's always slamming Facebook and she's always slamming Mark Zuckerberg about you know selling information and this and that and how much she hates it. And yet she is on it. 17 times a day posting and she's always asking like she I she started a account an account on another social network that I can't think of the name of right now obviously it's really memorable mm-hmm. um and nobody she was like follow me over there well guess what nobody followed her over there because everybody wanted to stay on Facebook and she won't leave because that's where her friends are so that makes sense so be where your customers are so like I said I would say 
the early 30s on up um, because I have this whole uh, approach to this and that I think that people are really loyal basically to their first social network. Um, like their first credit card. Yeah, kind of <laughs> a little bit like I, like. I, I, OK, so I had one of the very first Facebook accounts ever. <laughs> what? Nathan's giving me the stink eye because my phone rang during the podcast again. Oh, it did? Oh, I, I didn't even to, hear I it. I tried to be real sly about it and click oh, my decline button. Didn't Nathan, even hear it. Nathan gave me the stink eye. So, um, so I, so I had one of the very first Facebook accounts. Um, Indiana University was one of the first universities that had access to it. And so I had, I've had an account basically from the very beginning and I don't foresee me leaving. Um, I, I have added to that list. I've added things like Instagram. I've added LinkedIn. Um, I've added Snapchat. Um, I added and then I quit Twitter, um, even though my Twitter handle is still out there. Uh, I just don't use it. Um, so I, I think that people are really loyal to their first platform. And so if you think about, let's think about the, you know, in the past when we've interviewed other social media marketers, um, you know, we always ask them what their favorite social profile is. Well, the younger millennials were always saying Twitter. Well, Twitter was probably their first social network. Now we're seeing more Instagram. Okay, Instagram was probably their first social network. Um, even younger, we're seeing Snapchat. That was probably their first social network. And so I think that if we're talking about um, that age range of 30 and on up, that that's going to be a good audience for them. And honestly, I still would advertise. Which is a prime demographic for a lot of it. I mean, it is. 30 now, people are starting to get be. jobs, have money, start to build up. You 100% know. should be one of the main audiences. Yeah. All right. So in the interest of time. Sorry. YouTube. I could talk about this forever. <laughs> YouTube. What's your take on YouTube? YouTube. Well, I take a different approach to YouTube because I look at it from two different perspectives. So the first perspective is that it is a social network. It was one of the first social networks. It is very clear that now that we are in an age where families are cutting the cord, um, that YouTube is becoming a very strong form of media within the family dynamic. And therefore, advertising on you, therefore, YouTube may become may be one a stronger of the, investment. Yes, maybe one of the best things that you can do from a video perspective because you are potentially reaching not only the adults in the household, but also the children. Um, now, of course, there's all kinds of like ethics around about marketing to children. I get that. But that's but, not for today's discussion. But that's not for day, today's <laughs> discussion. Uh, I mean, come on. If you've got toy ads on Nickelodeon what's the difference of putting it on Yahoo or on sorry on YouTube you're thinking it's a very consumer focused advertising platform that may have a lot of strength in reaching families correct and especially when when it's done really well like those five second little video clips because basically you have five seconds to capture people's attention before they click the skip ad I mean some of if you can get really creative with that and I love that kind of stuff so I love really creative advertising campaigns um, as you can tell, and you're not going to see YouTube about it. very often in the business world. I don't think. I mean, yeah, no. it's used in the business world, but if you're targeting businesses, you know, might not be top of the list. But if you're targeting consumer products, families, kids, see, that's where I think the other side of this it is targeted to the business community because the other side of this is search engines. I think that oh, for search, yes, I treat from a business perspective, YouTube is a search engine. You're going to YouTube to search for information, to search for videos, how to. I mean, well, it's the second hi. most used search engine in the world. Exactly. After Google. It, well, I mean, yeah. it is 
Well, yeah, so, yeah, but it's a, yeah. <laughs> right. It is separate. I get, I get that. Um, so I think that if you are looking at this from a search perspective, that being present on YouTube is going to be critical in the future. Instagram. Well, I am really enjoying Instagram all over again. You know, in fact, I'm going to get my I, phone re- out and Instagram, and Instagram this our broadcast right today, as I usually do. Um, remember when I hated Instagram there for a minute? I do remember that. Like, I was kind of really, shocked that you came I, back around. I really hated it for a minute and I still hate the um, my news, like my Instagram feed because I don't like my algorithm that they have set forth for me. Um, but I love the stories. So, and everybody's always like, why don't you use Snapchat stories? Um, so I don't use Snapchat stories because I choose to use Snapchat as a communication tool between my friends and I. Um, and so I don't use it to consume information or to interact with brands or things like that. Uh, where I use Instagram stories is basically to bypass my newsfeed. And so everybody keeps asking me, like, what about Facebook stories? And, you know, what about all that? Uh, you know, should we be doing Facebook stories? And and I think that in I think that it could be a really cool thing to use both Instagram stories and Facebook stories from a brand perspective. Sorry, I'm trying to smile so that I don't look. No need to smile. <laughs> Just be natural while I take this awkward yes, photo of you. Yes, but every time you take a natural photo of me, I, it's like it comes out like this trashy <laughs> yeah i'm deleting that one that's thank that's you. not going on there thank you thank you um so so uh, how we can utilize these stories is basically you know when you're at the mercy of a newsfeed algorithm you are uh you don't have the control over being seen or, or of whether you're seen in a newsfeed or not whereas with stories everybody has access to that and all they have to do is click through the stories at the top and they're interacting with your brand i mean that's huge and especially for somebody like me who never scrolls through my newsfeed and only looks at Instagram stories. Um, I mean, I look at like the first three. Really? I, guess. I never look at Instagram stories. I, I always only, look at the newsfeed. Because the, I hate the newsfeed algorithm on Instagram. Well, it fix drives it. me insane. I have tried. I have tried. I have tried. And it just won't work. So anyway, so I love stories. That's where I am. Um, now, from a, uh, just from a brand perspective, I... I think that you are going to get a much further organic reach on Instagram. I don't have any data at the like to reference that right now um, specifically, but from what I have seen from uh, some of the nonprofits that I work with, that you that basically getting an organic reach is is potentially a lot stronger on Instagram than it is on any other social platform. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention because I'm posting this photo on Instagram. I could have just said like the most <laughs> profound thing ever. You probably did. I probably did. We're just going to go ahead and go with that. There you go. So um, I'm finding that Instagram is finding an interesting niche in conservative industries. I see a lot of credit unions and banks using Instagram uh, because it's fun for the retail space, for consumer stuff. I mean, it's just got a lot of vibrant kind of culture stuff being posted. And so industries where you might not expect Instagram to be trending i'm seeing it become very popular which is kind of fun and and we're using it more and more i think to kind of just highlight fun things we're doing around the office on our team so it's a really great great platform to not only use for advertising but also just to kind of show the culture of your company agreed 
<laughs> no, what I'm thinking about right now is about the fact that it's owned by Facebook. Well, yeah. And so that's true. What, they are two very different things, even though everybody wants to say, like, oh, they're both Facebook. They're two very different platforms and two very different audiences, I think. Um, and so I just think it's so interesting that people are like, I'm going to get off Facebook and I'm going to go to Instagram. I'm only exclusively on Instagram. I'm like, who do you think owns that? But oh, well, that's okay. Oh, well. What's next on your list? Next, Twitter. (sighs) (laughs) Should we just yawn and move on? I mean, I think, I think Twitter is just, you know. Struggling. It's not for me. (laughs) I have seen little business success through Twitter. Even when Twitter wasn't like sucking like it does now, like like everybody kind of loves to hate Twitter now, but even before when it was kind of normal and trending and people actually use it a lot. And I mean, not that people don't use it a lot, but you know, once it was shinier back in the day, um, we still didn't really get a lot of traction. Um, we had clients that didn't get traction. Uh, we talked to other businesses. They didn't really get traction. And you kept going back to always saying Twitter is great for entertainment, sports yes. and politics. Yep. 100%. And I still maintain it probably is still great is. for those things. Oh, I agree with that because if I think about, like, uh, but you know what? I'm more likely to see a collection of tweets on BuzzFeed than I am to go <laughs> to Twitter and look at it myself. Um, but I, if I think about the people that I still follow, even though I only open up Twitter like once every quarter, um, the people I follow, it's all entertainment-based, comedy-based. Um, there's nothing about any businesses that I interact with. But this is, my, again, personal preference. There may be... Uh, I think that there still is, I think there still is a younger uh, demographic than me that might still be uh, more into Twitter than they are into Facebook. But um, from a business perspective, I have seen little to no results positively. LinkedIn. Well. You ever log into LinkedIn? I do. (laughs) Once a quarter? No. When you log into Twitter? (laughs) No, I have been making a conscious effort to log into LinkedIn twice a week. That has been my New Year's resolution. And then I am going to start treating my LinkedIn profile and talking about like all the stuff that I like to talk about on Facebook. Only not I won't I won't get political. Although I don't get too political on Facebook. Um just you know, I'm not gonna show pictures of my kids, but just be a little bit more casual about it and um instead of so stuffy. Because I'm just not a stuffy person as it is. Uh, so I really, I didn't know that about you. Did you, I was going to say, did you know that you seem so like formal, and so formal and, up. and always put together 100% <laughs> of the time. 100%. So, so LinkedIn is that social platform that everyone knows they should be on and they hate being on, but they they're on it because they know they should be like, that's kind of my take on it. Um, but honestly, like the people that are super active on LinkedIn, are they the really types, own it. Yeah, they own it. And they're also the types of people that I want to be connected with because I like being connected with really smart people. Yeah, um, I like learning. I like to be I, I like to just constantly gain more information. And that's not that's different from having a social interaction with people, which is what I am using, which what we use other platforms for. So like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that's a social Instagram, or I'm sorry, that's a social interaction. Whereas this is more um, kind of like a, uh, I don't know, self-fulfillment type of a thing for me. Well, so I've noticed that our other brand, Capital Point Marketing, which focuses exclusively on financial institutions, I found that they are very active on LinkedIn. So if you're targeting the banking industry, um, that's where they are. You're not going to find 
banking professionals very obviously active on other platforms like Facebook, but you will find them very active and very, uh, very much networking in a business context on LinkedIn. Uh, I've seen this in manufacturing and engineering as well. So I think the the stereotype of LinkedIn being a conservative platform for conservative industries is accurate. Uh, we've seen that to be true time over time. And and if you are targeting, um, you know, stay at home moms, probably not going to touch LinkedIn. But mm-hmm. if you are targeting, uh, again, the banking industry, manufacturing, uh, technical services, anything that is a little more uh, conservative and corporate, um, LinkedIn is going to be a very strong player. And their advertising platform can be effective. We have seen good results yes, from LinkedIn for things like getting webinar registrations. Uh, for things like ebook downloads, for opt-ins, for other things, uh, event registrations. Uh, so, I I think LinkedIn is still a very viable platform to invest in in those particular cases. And for nonprofits, because I get a lot of questions, why should we be on LinkedIn? We're a nonprofit. That seems to be too stuffy for us. Because your corporate donors are on LinkedIn. Excuse, yes, but one sponsorships. Hello, right? Especially, you just said banks are on LinkedIn. They're active on LinkedIn. Uh, they have a lot of community involvement sponsorship dollars out there. That could be a great way to connect to people. And then also, I rarely see nonprofits doing any type of appeal on LinkedIn. Everybody always wants to do their their um, donation appeals on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. I mean, they want to do it on every other platform except for LinkedIn. And I think that that could be a huge opportunity for a nonprofit, the first nonprofit to really kind of take that under. And I shouldn't say that nobody's doing that because I'm sure sure somebody is. I'm sure somebody is. But um, I just don't see a ton of that right now. Snapchat. Snapchat is a communication tool for me personally. But I will say that you can advertise on it. You can advertise on it. You can create your own little fun filters and lenses and things like that. Um, I still think for the Gen Z market that this is a very viable platform. Um, even with the recent updates where everybody's all mad about that. And, you know, they're, you know, us, us old people are like, how do we use Snapchat now with this update? Um, I still think that it's a v- extremely viable uh, network for uh, those individuals that choose to use that as their social network instead of a communication tool like how I use it. Reddit. I am the worst person to ask about Reddit. <laughs> Nathan, are you on Reddit? Yes, oh, really? you are. You aren't? He says he says he has it. Okay, so he has it. But okay, so Reddit is just for the history, the reason why I'm so shocked that he's not on it is because that's what our um, development team has always been like, Allison, I saw this on Reddit three days ago. Um, really, Reddit, if you're targeting tech people yes. and developers and coders, Correct. then Reddit's your, so your jam. So Reddit is going to be your jam. I personally don't like it um, because I don't like the way that it looks. Well, it's pretty ugly. It's really ugly, and it was really hard for me to understand, and then there were lots of channels, and I didn't know what I was looking at. So once Sam on our team, he focused me to like two different channels that he thought that I would like. I can enjoy consuming it, but I never interact on it. Um, but like you said, if it's a, a there, there is a very specific audience that you could, I think, have um, you that you could have maybe have success with it for. But I will say 
that if you're like really businessy and super salesy, the users on Reddit will sniff that out and just kind of like basically. Yeah, it's unforgiving. Yeah, very <laughs> unforgiving. So if you go and you're authentic and you just, you know, give feedback and participate in the conversation, um, then that's one thing. If you're going in as a salesperson, that's not going to work. Finally, Pinterest. Mm, great question. I think it works for some. <laughs> are you not very active on Pinterest? No, I am actually. Oh, you are? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a, uh, I'm really active, but you know who in my family is the most active on Pinterest? My Pat. Husband. Yeah, yeah, my husband, because he is a stay-at-home dad, um, and he is the primary source of cooking in our household, because I can't do it. Yeah, we Pinterest would, is sort of the, the family craft lifestyle network. So where we talked about LinkedIn maybe not being the best audience for stay-at-home moms, I would say Pinterest is that audience. And so basically anybody that's going and looking for um, looking for information, how-to articles, inspiration, that kind of a thing, I think that financial institutions could really use this. Um, you know, if you think about what people are going to, to Pinterest for. So what, what I go for to what I usually am going for are design ideas uh, for my house. So if I'm looking for design ideas for my house, well, that's a perfect way to, you know, maybe sell or promote HELOC or how, how to finance that or how to save for it. Some financial information surrounding that kind of stuff. Um, healthcare could be another opportunity, I think. There's tons of like wellness I mean, stuff yes, all over there's just, I think any Nutrition, I mean, wellness. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there are, I think it, it is a missed opportunity, but I don't think that people really know how to tackle it because it's so visual um it's there's not really an easy way to manage it the way that you manage your other social networks because everything that's uh, different yeah most people use um aggregators of some sort and and a platform so it does take an extra step so i just don't think that people know how to do it but um i think it could be valuable any that we've left out that you want to cover today those are kind of the main players i i picked out anything else in your list i don't think so you're I'm pausing thinking, as if I'm you think, are. I, you I'm, <laughs> I'm, sure. through, I'm going through the apps on my phone right now in my mind. Oh. Oh, thank you, Nathan. Nathan <laughs> brought up we did not mention MySpace. So um, uh, <laughs> I never had a MySpace account. I did. And I we also didn't talk about Google one. Plus. <laughs> a Google Plus app is on my phone. <laughs> but there's a reason we didn't talk about Google yeah, Plus. Yeah. I, you know, I never had a MySpace page. Really? Part of it was because we had dial-up at my house. This is super embarrassing. We had dial-up at my house like basically and at my parents house basically until i graduated from college and i paid for them to get high speed internet and so for me to do myspace when i was at home was just really tragic and this was before smartphones kids so so some we didn't talk about that you should be aware of um next door the uh the local neighborhood social network uh if you're locally focused such as a bank or a, a small business in the local area um that could be an advertising platform to look into. Um, it's actually growing in popularity. It's actually a pretty nice network. I like I Nextdoor love quite Nextdoor. a bit. Yeah. And then again, we didn't talk about Google Plus uh, for obvious reasons. So, but it's there. <laughs> there you go. And there was one other I thought I was going to mention, but I, I'm throwing a blank. Yeah, that may be it. Anything else on your phone you're noticing we didn't talk about? Um. Do you view Facebook Messenger as a separate social platform? I don't. I mean, it's kind of listed separately in lots of, 
you know, reports, but really, I mean, I just consider it part of Facebook because when you run Facebook ads, you can decide to run them either in Messenger or on the newsfeed, and it's kind of all the same platform. So I don't. Do you? Well, I I think that they're trying to, I think they're making an effort to separate the two products. Oh, they are very hard. Yeah. It drives me nuts. And so, well, I mean, I if I had to guess the future, I guess Mark Zuckerberg, even in Congress this past week, he said, you know, when he was asked, you know, Facebook will always be free. He said there will always be a version that is free. I'm guessing that one of those two will eventually be paid in some capacity, mm. a paid subscription of, of sorts. Um, so anyways, that's my own. That's Allison gives his own right. theory. Well, on that, thanks, Allison. Thanks. I think uh, I'll surprise you more Trying often. Trying to cut me off. That was like the Academy Awards acceptance speech of turning on the music. Stop talking, <laughs> Allison. Well, I'm our next so podcast excited. is in one minute. So. It's okay. They're fine. They can wait. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were done. Anything else you'd like to say, Allison? No, thanks, Michael. Okay, Gosh, thanks, everyone. See what I have to deal with? Ugh. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I uh, appreciate you being here. And uh, as a reminder, we're on the web at spinweb.net. Send us a note at radio at spinweb.net if you'd like to uh, talk back to us. And uh, we will see you next time. Have a great day.